BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast bonus episode edition. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And we're here live to you on a Friday. We're doing and our... It's oh. recorded on a Friday and it's going live on a Friday. Woohoo! Not the same Friday, but it doesn't matter, okay? Get over it. We're doing advice columns every last Friday of the month. So we have one bonus episode a month. It's the last Friday and it's always going to be an advice episode where you guys can write in anything that you need advice on. It can be about anything. Email us at hello at whatwesaidpodcast.com if you want to get some advice. Yes. We give the best advice in the whole entire world. And even if you think we don't know anything about it, like you're like, oh, I want to ask advice about this. You know, we might be able to help. You never know. We, we're a, we're a, what's, what's, what's the phrase I'm going for? We're a hidden, we're a hidden treasure we got- for you guys. <laughs> sure. We are gems. Yeah. We, we've got, um, we've got some tricks up our sleeve. Yeah. Let's, let's say that. Let's just put it that way. Okay, Makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> We got a, we got some big things coming, if you know what I mean. Well, first and foremost, let's talk about pickleball because it's all that our life is now these days. Literally, I texted JC the other day. I'm like, I woke up thinking about pickleball. I think about after work, I get to play pickleball. I'm just like, I feel like I'm back to, like something about it is giving me these vibes of like, like I'm going to practice every day and yeah. like I'm at a tournament and like I feel like an athlete and mm-hmm. it's making me really excited. Yeah. And, and it's whenever you have something that you can get better at each time you go, it's so fun. It is fun. And it's fun because pickleball is something that I feel like it's easy enough to pick up, but there's still so much room for improvement mm-hmm. that it's not like you're just absolutely horrible from the start. So you're like, okay, I have no motivation. It's like you get a glimpse of what you could be. Yeah. And you just want to keep working at it, you know? No, for sure. Um, I also think it's kind of like you were talking about and when we recorded our Balance Boss episode, you were saying like when you have, or I don't remember when you said this, something about when you have a lot of options. Mm -hmm. Like when you're thinking of just, yeah, basically when you have a lot of options crippled by opportunity of things to do, you're less satisfied with your choice. But with quarantine, I feel like pickleball is one of the only things we can do. And so it almost makes it, more fun because it's yeah. like there's nothing else I could even be doing. Like I can't really travel too much or do yeah. anything else. So it makes you feel like you're doing happy. the one option that you can. So it's fun. Yeah. J- James and Beth came out with us a couple days ago. We played 
Um, and it's just a great time, you know? It really is. So yeah, you, we, we again, recruited them and we will keep recruiting until we have <laughs> till the world has a limitless amount of pickleball courts open. Yes. It's sweeping the nation. I know. I really do love it. Thank you for introducing it to me, Chelsea. You're welcome. It's the best gift I could possibly give. <laughs> the okay, gift of pickleball. Should we get into this advice? Yeah, let's get into it. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. As you're about to drink, I'm like, go. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast, and I'm so glad you guys are doing these bonus episodes. I do need some advice. So several months ago, this I'm like, guy- like, how embarrassing. You need advice. <laughs> so several months ago, this guy that is my age from my school DM'd me. Since then, we've been texting nonstop and have recently hung out pretty frequently. But usually he takes so long to respond to my texts, at least three hours and sometimes 24 plus hours, which makes sense since he's a football player and has practice. But sometimes I'll be waiting for a response from a text that I sent four hours ago and then be scrolling on Instagram to see that he's liked a picture of someone who posted an hour ago. Oh, that's the worst feeling. Nothing feels crappier than that. Let me tell you that. The worst feeling. So he has time to be on Instagram, but not to text me back. And there will be times when he responds fairly quickly, but those are definitely outweighed by the times he does not. And on top of that, whenever we try and schedule times to hang out or go on a date, he'll always say he's super busy, but then I'll ask him later what he did that day. And he'll say things like sleep or hang out with his friends. It's so hard to find time to be together when he just always wants to hang out with his friends or the football team, both of which I'm not too great of friends with. We will find a day that works, but he'll say he can only hang out for an hour and a half. And even though that's not too long, I'll agree because usually it's all I'll be able to get. And that night I'll ask him what he did after we hung out and he'll say, go to his friends. They already have their Saturdays are for the boys rule, which I've always respected. Uh, (laughs) I won't just throw up in my mouth. Saturdays are for pickleball only, (laughs) which I've always respected and we've never broken, but it seems like every day is for the boys and there's never (laughs) one for me. We don't exactly run in the same circles either. So sometimes I get scared that he's DM'd me based off a dare one of his friends gave him or something. What? Okay, here's the thing. Hold on. I'm There's still more? Going. Since he takes so long to respond and always prioritizes hanging out with his friends over me, I figure he's probably not that interested in me and that I should take a hint. But then he's always the one to ask me to hang out. And when we do hang out, he shows genuine interest in me. Plus, he was the one to make the first move by sliding into my DMs. He sends me cute flirty texts and he was the one that leaned in for our first kiss. He's told me he likes me before, but I feel like if he wanted to be anything more than makeout partners, he would give me more attention. Sorry that was so long. Any advice? Yes. Yes. Oh, I want to say something. Oh. <laughs> I was like, are you pointing at me to go or I'm pointing like, at me to be quiet? No, I have something to say. Okay. When you're, okay, I have a lot of thoughts about this. When you're waiting around for a guy, here, here's my advice. Stop waiting around for him to ask you to hang out and do your own thing. Maybe you're busy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have plans. You Don't, are busy. You are busy. You, you've you got, got things to do. Yeah, you have stuff to do. You're hanging out with your friends. My advice is to, at this point, when you're like, I don't really think he's genuinely interested in me, I would stop talking to him so much. And if he's like, oh, wait, what? And then he's like, wait, I really do like you. He's going to reach out. If he doesn't reach out, he's not interested interested enough. In which case, goodbye. Yes. I feel like you should start making plans and stop relying, like you were saying, "I, I only have, that's all I can get, the time with him. He's not worth your time, sis. Yeah. This is my, this is my two cents for this because- you know, I hate to play games, but, you know, sometimes love is a game. Don't text him anymore. No. Do not text him back. And this is just my honest advice. Take your power back mm-hmm. away from him. He's obviously using you when it's convenient for him. So we're not letting him do that anymore. Don't text him back. Don't 
he'll start texting you more. I promise you. Yep. And I and I'm asking you to please move on. I'm not saying that you guys will never work out again, but once you move on, you will have a lot more clarity as to if you really like him or not. You might be like, you know, if he does stop texting you all together, it's like again a win situation for you because it's like obviously he didn't like you enough, and it wouldn't have been a great relationship anyways. On the you know opposite side, if he does start reaching out to you and he's like, wait, I actually really really like you, then you know you might be like, actually, I don't even like you that much. You kind of, you're not my vibe. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like guys who do Saturdays are for the boys. That's not my thing. You know, Saturdays are for everyone. Everyone yeah. deserves a Saturday. And so I feel like if you don't text him back and you move on with your life and you, again, start doing your own thing, you'll have more clarity and also it will cause him to come back to you. Yep. And nothing feels better than when he's like, oh, like, let's hang out. And you're like, oh, I'm busy. Sorry. And he's like, yes. wait, what? Oh my gosh, oh, there's no that better feels feeling. Good. I just got a rush of serotonin. <laughs> Literally. Play I was, him, sis. <laughs> play with his mind. Make his pockets hurt and then play with his mind. No, but for real, I've had this experience with somebody who did the same exact thing. Like tricks you when you're with them. Like, no, I like you. You know, you're special, blah, blah, blah. But then only when it's convenient for them. You're not their first priority. When they want to hang out with someone, you're not the first person that they go to. But you would be, you, you know, you would pick them. Right. And so when I finally was like, I'm taking my power back, that's when my mom told me, take your power back. Don't let anybody take that from you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be happy. I started, that's when I started going plant-based. I started thriving. Guess who came crawling back? This man. me. This man came crawling right back (laughs) on his knees. And I, at that time, had clarity of like, you know what? I don't even like you. You're not even that great. I was just blinded because I was insecure and like, I, I don't know. I don't know what was so great about you, but yeah, I moved on. 100%. 2020, we've taken a lot of shiz and we're not taking this. <laughs> no, we're, we're not taking our this. power back in 2020. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next one. First, I just want to say how much I love you guys. I'm an OG what we said listener and I've followed you both for years now. You both are absolute gems and I adore you. Feels like we are besties. What I need advice on is how to take time to just clear my mind and relax. What do you guys do to take your mind off things that are causing you stress, sadness, etc., etc.? <laughs> I struggle to shut my mind off. I have one thing to say to you. Pickleball. Pickleball. <laughs> I was going to say anything that gets you in the present moment mm-hmm. is the best way to relax. Don't think going on social media is relaxing. Sometimes I trick myself into thinking that anything that makes you present, playing with your dog, you know, I'm going to say playing with children, like <laughs> if you have nieces or nephews, but like, you know, if you're ever like babysitting or anything like that, children are great at being present. Any kind of sports, physical activity that gets you living in the moment. Yes. You can't really be that stressed out when you're like exercising or playing a sport. It's impossible to be like, you know, thinking about your body moving and also being stressed. It's mm-hmm. like those those two emotions can't really compete in your mind. So I agree. I think like getting outside, doing something is the best way. I would say reading, but sometimes your mind can wander and like mm-hmm. it's hard. It sometimes is hard to even. Yeah. But I do think that that does help me sometimes to relax is just read a book because I'm on my phone all day. That feels like something else that I can do. And especially if I'm reading a novel, like a fiction novel, I can get really sucked into it and almost feel like I'm like living in this different world or something. So that helps me personally. But I agree. I think getting outside and like doing something Mm -hmm. is really helpful. Okay. Okay. 
Hey girls, I love the podcast so much and I've always wanted to write in. I need some advice. It's hard for me to know the difference between manifestation or the law of attraction and just being plain old desperate. I know that you're supposed to quote unquote, let go of things in order for manifesting them to work. But when it's something I want so bad, I don't know how to just quote unquote, forget about it or let it go. Any advice, please? Okay, so you don't have to forget about it. The thing that's holding you back and the thing that's making you feel frantic or, you know, our, our bounce boss lesson this morning was literally all about abundance mindset. So we're, we're in this, mm-hmm. you know, mindset where we can help with this. When you're in a scarcity mindset, you have attachment to things. So it's okay if you're thinking about this thing that you want all the time, but you have to take away the emotional attachment from that. And in order to do so, you have to think about it. You have to like get curious basically and question the thoughts that you have about it. Like what if you know, things work out for me, but it doesn't look exactly how I think they should look. You know, what if I'm happy no matter what? Mm -hmm. What if I'm, you know, start asking yourself questions and, you know, maybe this thing that you want, I don't know what it is, is, I don't know, like a A job or something like a certain job, a dream job. If you have attachment to that exact outcome, first of all, it probably won't happen exactly as you think it will. But the whole point of the, like how you let it go is by feeling like you already have it. So if you actually are picturing yourself, like, again, look at the back of your hands, memorize what it looks like, picture yourself, like opening the office door, going into your office, sitting at your desk, like typing on your nice computer. You have a nice view of the city beside you. Once you feel that, then you can let it go because it already feels like you have it. Does that make sense? Also, I think the whole point of the law of attraction and manifestation and all of that is that you believe that a higher power, the uni- whether that's universe for you, the universe or God, you believe that your life is going to work out in the way that is best for you. So you, yeah. that makes it easier to not have as much super, you know, intense attachment to certain outcomes where you're like, but I want this so bad. The whole point of the law of attraction is to say, I know that my life is going to go down the path it needs to go down, whether that looks like this, 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 whether it looks like something completely unexpected, and I'm okay with that. And I'm letting go of the attachment of what my life, quote unquote, should look like. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to move forward working hard and doing the things that I love. And I know things will fall into place in the best way possible for me. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that you're never going to have a trial or a challenge. But when you have faith that you are on your own path and journey and it's going it's going to be perfect for you. Yeah. I think that's when, and that's again, like a lot of people ask how our faith intertwines with like the law mm-hmm. of attraction because we're Christian, but we also do like totally practice this, you know, law of attraction manifestation stuff. And it does intertwine with our faith because for us, like we believe in God and we believe that God ultimately like has, you know, the control in our life but we control our mindset about the things that happen. Yeah. Like Um, we have our agency to do whatever. And if I have one piece of advice for you, it's to read the four agreements because he talks about basically, he doesn't really talk about the law of attraction per se and call it the law of attraction, but the last agreement is to always do your best. And gratitude is a huge thing with the, you know, an abundance mindset is feeling like you already have and already are enough. And then you don't need to be chasing anything. Right. You already feel like everything you have is good enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Love read it. the four agreements. It's really, really good. Okay. Hi, Chelsea and JC. I love listening to the podcast every Tuesday and I always look forward to the end of the month when there is a bonus episode. No one would be annoyed if you had even more bonus episodes every once in a while. Good to know. I'm like, we would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wish I could be podcasting 
24 seven. I have been friends with this guy for over two years now. We have dated on and off for about a year. I feel like our relationship is holding me back from being my best self and growing. See ya. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done with that one. (laughs) How do I tell him I think our relationship is holding me back without hurting his feelings? I genuinely love and care about him so much and have been his only friend through so many highs and lows. I think I just see him more more as a friend and can't picture us together long-term. Is it a jerk for me to not want to date anymore because I feel held back? Also, since I feel like I already know the answer, how do I grieve get over losing my best friend? I know if I end it, I'll feel free, but there is also the part of me that more than anything just wants it to go back to how it was before when we were just friends. Let me know if you have any advice to help a sister out. Yes. Um, that is hard. You know, what's hard is when you do, you become friends with someone and then you start dating. And then it's like, when you break up, it will never be the same. And that is such, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. It it is a hard pill to swallow because you're like, cool. I can't just like be friends with this person, even though obviously we have such a good friendship and that's why we started dating. But it's like, now I just, that's over. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about this actually, before we started recording this podcast episode, that relationships, I saw something on Instagram. I can't remember where I saw it, but basically saying relationships still have worth even if they don't last forever. And so, you know, I think a lot of times we fear letting go of people in terms of, I was also saying, I hate the term, like I outgrew them or like, I'm just, you know, I've changed for the better and they're whatever. It's just, it puts you on different paths. Yeah. It almost, that doesn't feel right. Puts you on a pedestal almost like I've outgrown you. Like I'm better than you. So that's not always the verbiage we want to use. Yeah. But and it's hard when it ter- when it comes to actual, you know, romantic relationships is a little different. I'm I'm kind of meaning friendships as well with, you know, if you have a friendship that kind of fizzles out and you don't have to, you don't have to make it anything more than it was. It's mm-hmm. just like, that was a great relationship. It still has value. It doesn't mean that it wasn't a good relationship because it ended. Like things happen, you know, life changes. But when it comes to a romantic relationship and if you feel like, again, he is holding you back and maybe you have been the one that's been leaned on for a long time because, you know, in relationships, you kind of lean on each other in different times. Um, It can be exhausting and it can be really draining. There's two things. First of all, I'm sure you already know this, but you can either influence that person or they will influence you. So if you feel like they're dragging you down and you're trying to grow and it's really hard for you and that you feel like they're going out of their way to bring you down with them because misery loves company, then it is time to move on because that person is going to drain your energy and it's time to, you know, Definitely not what you want in a partner. Absolutely not. 100%. I think as far as breaking the news to him, it is going to hurt his feelings because it sucks getting broken up with. And I would just frame it more as instead of being like, like I said, like I've outgrown you, like you're holding me back. More of just, I see my life going on a different path and you deserve someone who Mm -hmm. is going to be obsessed with you and think the world of you. And I'm at a place right now where I don't see that our lives are fitting together. And the other thing is you don't owe anyone anything. anything. You don't owe them. You can explain to them if you feel that you owe them him an explanation of like why you're breaking it off. But it's like you don't really owe him much further than that. So mm-hmm. don't feel guilty about breaking up with someone who's literally holding you back from being – you feel like who's holding you back from being your best self. You don't yeah. owe him anything. You don't owe him even an apology necessarily. It's just not working for you right now. And you can still go about that in a loving and compassionate way. Yeah. 100%. Um, and also I want to say when I broke up with Nick for the first time, I had the same feeling where I was like, genuinely did not think we just need a break. Like I, I genuinely thought we were breaking up forever. And I was so sad about breaking up is being the, worst. the person who breaks up with someone is 
horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worse than being broken up with, but both are pretty heinous. Yeah, breakups in general are horrible. But when I broke up with him right after, I felt so, you know, it's kind of weird that we're because we're married now, but like I felt so relieved because I knew it was the right thing to do. But at the same time, I was so sad. Like I literally cried for days because I'm just like, he was so sweet, such a good person, but I just know that this is not where I'm supposed to be right now in this relationship. And so that takes time. Grief in general takes time. The only thing that can help grief is time and acceptance of things and trying to get through it and just letting yourself go through the motions of it and not judging yourself for it. So love that. I've been itching to start my own business for a while. I have so many ideas, but overall I'm a photographer and I really want to get my business going. I've been taking pictures my whole life and I'm regularly doing shoots, but I haven't yet started an Instagram. My one setback about starting is how many different photographers are around these days. I feel like so many of them are just the same and have no real branding or unique quality. I want to be able to make my business different from the thousands of others we see on Insta every day. Mm. My questions are, how have you been able to build a unique brand that is special to you? And what advice would you give to Instagram photographers and those wanting to start? I would love any help I can get. You are both amazing. And I think you're such fun and real people. I love the podcast and I'm pretty much listening every time I clean my house or get in the car. Love that. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, I have a few thoughts. When you say that your one setback is how many different photographers, why can I not say that word? And also I was a photographer for a million years. So it's like photographers. Yeah. That kind of shows me that you are thinking that the uh, market is very saturated and you feel like you don't know. Well, you literally said like, I don't know how to stand out. I have an unpopular opinion about niches. Everyone says you have to find your very specific niche. You have to find your very specific niche. While I agree that it's helpful, I don't think we need to go searching for that. Mm -hmm. I think your unique niche is you. It's your personality. It's how you're going to share information. It's how you're going to be sharing photos. There are so many things that you can do to be unique. And those are all going to come from your little creative brain. Um, you're little. I'm like your tiny I'm like peanut your, sized brain. <laughs> like those are gonna come from your pea brain. <laughs> no, um you there are so many things you can do to stand out. It's like you I just literally taught a conference about this, a lesson about this in this conference, about how you can implement so many unique things into your business. I am starting to, what I'm going to start doing soon is implementing a Motivation Monday thing on my Instagram where I share um, quotes on my Instagram. Like, so do that fast. (laughs) I'm like, better beat me to it. Um, But it's like, as a photographer, you could do IGTV things about like your favorite lenses. Um, On Fridays, you could share a photo tip. You can you can research the heck out of graphic designers and hire someone to rebrand your website and your brand in general. That is something that brings so much clarity and excitement is rebranding and it can be expensive. Chelsea and I just rebranded all of Balance Boss, but it brought us so much clarity about our brand. We're like, oh, this is the direction. Like this is the vibe we want for our brand. And it brought us so much excitement. We're like, we're so excited to post now because we're so proud of every aspect of it. We're so proud of how our Instagram feed looks like, how it looks. And yeah, it's like when you're really the only time when you start getting like eh, is when you're like you're not very proud of what you're putting out. Like yeah. you look at your feed and you're like, I don't like this. Like this is not what I'm going for. But when you're genuinely proud of the content you're putting out, you are going to first of all attract more clients and be more successful and you're going to be more excited to work. 
So did I even give advice? I'm like, wait, what did I just say? Yeah, um, how to be unique. Yeah, just be yourself and and make a long list of creative ideas that you have of ways you can stand out. Yeah, and I think to allow yourself time to figure that out. You're, the first thing you're going to do to like rebrand something is not going to be the end all be all. It's always going to be changing. And also if you like something, stick with it. Even if it's not the most trendy thing. And even though you want to be different, you also want to be like attractive Yourself to people. Also. Well, well, what I'm saying is oh. like when you're kind of looking for something to do, part of you automatically thinks like what's trending right now? Like mm-hmm. what's popular? You still want to do what is going to attract people to you. But I cannot tell you how many times like I've had this, you know, idea for something, but it's not very popular. And I'm like, I like it, but you know, maybe I'll do something else that's a little bit more, you know, trending per se. Not trying to like be basic, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I want to do something that's more, you know, hip right now. And then later down the road, exactly what I was going to do, but decided to put off becomes popular. And I'm just like, why, why didn't like, I just stick with it? Yeah, like, like I could have just been the first one to do yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I just stick with that idea? So if, it, if it's a little bit different in terms of, you know, people aren't attracted to it right away, you can still just stick with it and see where it goes. And if you really like it, that's what matters. Totally. Okay, next one. Hi, ladies. I want to start off by saying how much I love your podcast. You've been such a light in my life. You girls have inspired me to start an interior decorating company with my sister. <gasps> cool. Love come, to see come it. decorate my house. Thank you so much for all your inspiration, motivation, and positivity. I am writing in today to ask advice when it comes to feeling anxiety and guilt because I am not able to stick to a healthy eating diet. Every day I tell myself that I will do better with my food choices, snack less, and just eat less in general. I fail every day. Every night I go to bed feeling guilty and mad at myself because I failed. I've noticed that this is also causing me so much anxiety. Please help. Okay, I've been there, done that 100%. Again, we just taught a lesson on abundance mindset in our Bounce Boss course this morning. And this is an abundance mindset is key in this situation. You're focusing too much on what you cannot eat. You're to you, a healthy diet is what you're not eating, not what you are eating. So you're thinking, you know, you might not think of it like that, but subconsciously, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking of all the things that you have to restrict yourself from eating. And the saying, what you resist persists is so true when it comes to food, especially. So when you're thinking, I can't snack, I can't eat as much, you're kind of operating from a place of lack. So once you start to, first of all, great that you're aware of it, then you can start to kind of question your thought patterns that you've had about it. Like, what if I just allow myself to eat as much as I want and I let go of this thought that I can't be healthy and I can't be, you know, in shape and and worthy if I'm eating as much food as I please? Um, That's when intuitive eating comes into play. People think intuitive eating, you know, once you get to this place where you you accept yourself and you love yourself exactly as you are, that you're going to – then be complacent and you're going to start, you know, eat pizza and crap and junk food and McDonald's and like, you're just going to eat like crap and gain so much weight when that's not the truth. If you're actually like accepting yourself and loving yourself for exactly as you are and letting go of, you know, your side of the story, your narrative about what things quote unquote should be like, you're actually going to be a lot more motivated to actually take care of yourself because you're going to have unconditional love for yourself. So you're going to, intuitive eating looks more like, you know, for lunch, you have a fresh salad because you're like, oh, you know what I, what do I want? I can eat anything, but what do I want to be eating? What can I eat? Okay. I'm going to eat, you know, a salad from that I like that has, you know, really good dressing. I'm going to add some breadcrumbs in there because I like a little crunch. You're not going to feel guilty about the breadcrumbs or how much dressing you put on there. You're just going to eat 
until you're full. And then, you know, for snack, you're like, oh, I want some crackers. Oh, also, I haven't really had that many like greens today. So I'm going to have some broccoli and I'm going to, you know, dip it in hummus, whatever. I don't, that sounds gross actually, but you know what I mean? Like sweet bell peppers and hummus or whatever. Eat when you want to eat, go eat and then be done with it. It's like, you don't need to put more energy into eating than needs to be done. You know what I mean? Like don't spend like an hour thinking about your last meal or an hour before your meal. Eat what you want when you want it and then be done with it. And that's all I got to say. Love it. Mic drop. Okay, my brother-in-law proposed to his girlfriend within the last month, but I have never been a fan of her. I didn't really talk to her, so I decided to give her a chance and open up to her. Well, I tried to be friends with her and girls. Let me tell you, she is still someone I do not want to be friends with. The vibe slash energy I get from her is not what I need in my life. She acts like she's better than everyone else, almost snotty, and she gives attitude like no other. There have been times where she's disrespectful to my father-in-law and I was not about it. What should I do as far as accepting her in my life, even though I don't want to? Help. Thank you, girls. I love, love, love the podcast and have been around since day one. My morning drives to work on Tuesday have been so much better because of you. Aw. So sweet. Um, I'm this like, is- drop her. <laughs> I'm like, drop kick her. <laughs> um, no, this is drop. so hard. Like, there's nothing— That is so hard when it's family. Like, yeah. when it's married into the family and you're just like, this is my future. Like, this is my life now. My biggest piece of advice, and I don't know if this is what you're going to want to hear because it's not— It's easier said than done, but— stop giving her energy. And um, that doesn't mean kick her out of your life and like never speak to her again. But that means when she does give attitude and she says annoying things, don't let it bother you so much. There is this, you know, this is something I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast recently. There is like a, I don't want to, is it a quote? Is it a scripture? Like, I don't even know where it's from actually when I think about it, but in our church, there's a phrase that says like, be steadfast and immovable. Mm-hmm. Where, where does that come from? Is I that a scripture? Know. I couldn't think of like the source of it, but I'm like, I def- I've heard that a million times. Anyway, Leif and I were recently talking about this concept of being steadfast and immovable and what that kind of means to us. And it's like being immovable means not being reactive to other people's opinions and the things they do. Life just gets so hard when you're reacting to everything around you. Like when people do something you don't like and you're just like, no, I hate that. Like, I don't like that. Okay, I need to do this now. If you just kind of let it go and people are not going to act how you want them to act, that's something I've had to realize. And I literally, when people that I don't like to be around or like if they start gossiping, I give them, well, I try to give them no energy. I don't engage. Like if someone I don't really like is like trying to gossip to me, I literally give them no energy. Like I I don't engage in it and be like, what? I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And then I move on with the with the subject and with the conversation. Um, when they do things I don't like, I just try my best to be like, okay, moving yeah. on. Like, I think it's so powerful to just stop being reactive, basically. Like, and that sucks when it's a part of your family. And there are gonna be times when you're annoyed for sure. Like, I'm not yeah. saying you're just gonna be like living a great, you know, unbothered life, but I don't know if that's horrible advice. What are you doing with your foot? My foot's freezing. I'm trying to warm it up. It's like, like literally frozen. Or something. Really? I'm just like going like this to make it warm. Um, no, that makes perfect sense. And I was going to say, the worst thing that you could do with these people, which seems like the best and funnest way to go about it, is be combative with them. And yes. to like challenge them in terms of like being on the offense. What you can do is question them, is ask them clarifying questions 
and kind of make them think about what they either said. If they are being disrespectful and you're like, I'm not just going to stand here and like take this or let, you know, them be rude to this person. It's just question it. Like, wait, why do you think that way? Or like, why, you know, why did you say that? What makes you think this? It's like, then they're, you know, kind of taken aback, first of all. They don't automatically put up a wall. Instead of being like, you're rude, you're disrespectful. It's yeah. Like, oh, why do you feel that way? Yeah. And so, again, just question them. If it is, if it comes up and it's like your first instinct is to be combative, just question them and ask them because genuinely you might have a little bit more of an understanding of why they think something. And then it might make more sense to you why they're acting this way. Then you're going to have more compassion for them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. Win-win. This kind of relates. Hey girls, I've struggled with my boyfriend's mom for a long, long time. And every time we talk about it, it doesn't go anywhere because he doesn't know what to do. She doesn't try to talk to me if we see each other and most of the time won't look at me. Hmm. She's very, very controlling. And I personally do not like to be controlled. I'm like, wow, that's a crazy thing. (laughs) I'm like, I do. (laughs) No. I am the type of person who wants to be friends with literally everyone, but she won't even try. It causes a huge void in our relationship and we've been together for about two years. What should I do? I don't know. It kind of depends. I wonder how old you are because mm-hmm. if maybe you're in high school, maybe she's just like, I don't know if this is going to last. Yeah. So I'm not going to, you know, get attached to somebody who's not going to be around forever. But if you're older and it's like things are actually getting pretty serious. We're doing, you guys, we're doing yeah. a whole episode on in-laws and like in-law horror stories, but also like our experience with in-laws and navigating that relationship because it is actually really hard to navigate yeah. that. I don't I mean, I don't, I haven't been in this situation, yeah. but I feel like, again, this is not the easy route, but I feel like you have to have a conversation with her. Yeah. To be honest and just be completely honest and say, hey, like I'm really coming from a, a, a good place. Like I genuinely want to get along with you and hang out with you, but I'm getting the vibe that you don't maybe want me around. Like, is that truth or mm-hmm. like, what can I do to And a great way too is to tell, like, let her know, even if, you know, maybe she doesn't know, maybe she doesn't see, like, how much you care about her son Mm -hmm. and, like, how, you know, you want the best for him and you, you know, whatever it may be. Letting her know that because she might not know or see that ever. She might just think you're, like, she might have a different story about you. So, yeah, yeah, opening up to her and letting her know, like, these are my intentions. I love your son, blah, blah, blah. It's such a tricky thing because a lot of times, like, you know, the mother-in-law or the, you know, your boyfriend's mom, they're not coming from a bad place, but maybe they're protective or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But sometimes in a situation that I have been made aware of recently from someone that I know, it's like you could be the nicest, most accommodating, go with the flow person with really good intentions and your in-law could still not like you because yeah. they're weirdly controlling over their son. Sometimes with like the mom mom and mm-hmm. son relationships, they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to dive into that, my friends. We're going to dive into that because I think that is very intri- interesting and intriguing. But yeah, I think just honesty and communication is key. And then if it still goes on, oh, we're like, like <laughs> run, <laughs> run for the hills, sis. Okay. Hello, ladies. First of all, I love your podcast. I've been a solid listener for a very long time. Anyway, before I ask for advice, let me give you a backstory so my situation makes more sense. I have been dating my boyfriend for nearly two years. The thing is, we started off as best friends. During senior year of high school, he dated a different girl while we were just friends, and I was always the girl she was the most threatened by. Not because I liked him, but because she's crazy, lol. Long story short, a while after high school, we started dating. Here's the kicker. He's still friends with his ex, and it has caused a lot of problems in our relationship. Not because I'm jealous or anything, but because she is in his main friend group, and they hate me. 
The friend group is literally him, his ex, his ex's sister, and their other friend. Uh, I've never been allowed to hang out with them. Uh, and it's okay. Now we're getting sketch. And it's always caused problems because it's important to me that we get along with each other's friends. He always does things with them, even if I'm not okay with it. Like if like he even what? Like he ever on a trip with them? I think he went on a trip with them last year. My boyfriend asks them if I can come along every once in a while to hang out with them because he wants us to get along too, but they always make up excuses. His ex glares at me when I'm around and it's a weird situation. Anyway, my question is, how would you handle it? I've told my boyfriend many times how I feel about the whole situation, but nothing has gotten fixed. It's always the same thing. Is it important to get along with friends when you're dating someone? I just need all the help I can get. Thanks in advance, ladies. Um, this I'm is getting a, bad vibes. I'm getting very bad vibes. Whenever I hear I'm situations, get, I'm feeling, something's not feeling right. <laughs> whenever I hear these kind of situations, I'm just so confused because yeah. I I put myself in the situation. I mean, I guess if the ex is involved, it gets a little more tricky. But it's like, but if, if your my boyfriend, husband was still friends with his ex girlfriend, who already I had not a great relationship with, it's like, and he chooses to hang out with them over me. It's like, um, no. Well, and she says she's That's been dating him for two years. It's like at that point. She's like, she says she tries to tell him this and nothing gets helped. It's like, yeah. I don't think it's worth it then because you should be able to communicate with your yes. partner and they should listen to you. And if you're really uncomfortable with something, like this is not a normal situation no. of like, you know, you want your husband or significant other to have friends of their own that they can hang out with. But I draw the line at friends with their ex-girlfriend. Well, you like, know, it's a boyfriend, right? They got married. Well, I'm just saying, no, you're yeah. saying husband, but it's oh, her boyfriend. Oh, I'm just saying in my situation, yeah. Okay. A boyfriend, if if they're, you know, friends with their ex-girlfriend. No, that's not that's a vibe. too far. And and especially if the ex-girlfriend doesn't want the girlfriend to come. No, drop him, sis. Well, honey. yeah, drop him. And it's like, also, why <laughs> would so you- so simple. Drop him. Why would you, as the boyfriend, why is he almost like, in a way, taking the ex's side yes. and being like, oh, okay, I won't invite my girlfriend if you don't like her. Like- Get you a man that stands up for you. Yeah. He should be like, um, if you don't like her, then we're hanging out with someone else because like my girlfriend's awesome. So why yeah. wouldn't you like her? And also I'm like, did you do something? Did you do something, sis? Because why don't they like you? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do they hate her? Are they? Yeah, it's weird because it's like, I'm confused by this. I might need some I need, I might need background. some clarification. Yeah. I'm getting bad vibes all around. I don't think you <laughs> guys should be together. Right. <laughs> something ain't sitting right with me. Seriously. Um, okay, I have one more, okay. possibly. Hello, Chelsea and JC. You know what's funny is they write JC and Chelsea, but I say Chelsea and JC because it rolls off the tongue. Usually because I want to be dominant. Like Chelsea, <laughs> Curtis, JC. <laughs> okay, no. First of all, thanks for all the positivity and light you bring into the world. I adore the podcast and think you guys are the funniest, cutest, sweetest, smartest, most brilliant show stopping gals ever. I'm kidding. She only said like two of those. Oh, so my gosh, I need I was help. Like, oh, wow. I love that. There's a boy I've grown up with and we've always been friends, but this past year we became really close and we have the same friend group. I've known for the past year that he's been into me, but he never made a move because he knew I wasn't interested in being anything more than just friends. However, this summer we've become really close. We spend lots of time together and now I've got a crush. Ooh. We've been on two dates, kissed a few times and hung out like every day. We decided to take things slow, but that's kind of hard when we are already so comfortable around each other. Everything sounds like it's just fine, right? Wrong. I'm so scared. There are so many ways this could go poorly. We have the same friend group, which always makes things tricky. And the last thing I want to do is break his heart. I go back and forth between giving it more of a chance or ending it early so there isn't too much drama 
after if things go bad. I know I have feelings for him, but I'm not sure if I'm completely convinced something could work out long-term between us. It might just be a little crush. If I'm not completely convinced I like him, should I end it ASAP or should I push my fears aside and try and give this guy a chance? Is the fact that I'm so scared about all the things this could go wrong a sign that it probably won't work out? I feel like people always say, when you know, you know. I just don't know how seriously to take that phrase. It doesn't seem fair to not give him a chance, but it also doesn't seem fair to go into it without being completely sure it's what I want. I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, I have so many thoughts. I know. Okay. Somehow, I don't know why, because me and Nick's relationship was like not that long before we got married, but for some reason, every time they write it, I'm like, I've been in this exact scenario <laughs> with Nick. But when we were friends, I was terrified of getting into a relationship with him for other reasons besides like just rooting the friendship. But I think when it comes to relationships, especially when you've been friends and you're scared of like, well, what if this ruins our friendship? You're either going to be friends forever and you're always going to wonder, you know, what if we were a relationship Mm -hmm. or you're going to be in a relationship and maybe not be friends afterwards. Neither of those are worse or better than the other. You have to stop thinking that the universe is going to punish you if you, you know, go for this relationship or if it's going to punish you for ending it. If you're too scared and you're like, I'm just not ready for this, that's fine. Like if you want to end it and be done with it, you might be saving the relationship for a future time. Or, you know, you're not just meant, you're not meant to be together. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, especially in relationships. It's like, do what you feel in the moment is good for you. And don't worry about the future in terms of like, well, what if in the future I want to be friends and this is going to ruin our friend group? It's like, okay, but what if in the future you still friends groups and, or you're still in this friend group, but you're always thinking about what if we tried and it's yeah. like too late, you know? Yeah. There's a difference between anxiety and gut feelings. Mm -hmm. And that is actually such a hard line to draw sometimes where you're like, like she was saying, is is all of my anxiety about this a sign that it's not right? But a lot of times that's just literally fear and anxiety. It's not even a gut feeling necessarily. It's just you being nervous. Here's my thoughts. It's like, I would go for it if you feel like you want to. um, Because... You're not going to, I don't know how old you are, but it's like, you're not going to be in the same friend group forever. I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm thinking about the fact that like the guy I dated mostly in high school, we were really good friends before we started dating. And I don't regret dating him at Mm -hmm. all because it's like, it was a fun time. Like he's a great guy. And yeah, it did ruin our friendship. Like, do I talk to him now? No, because I'm married (laughs) to someone else. And it's like, we don't talk anymore or communicate, but that's just kind of how life goes. It's like, you get into relationships, you get out of them. And all of this, like, oh, it's going to make our friendship so weird. It's like, it's only, it is what you make it. So it's going to be weird if you have a crush on him. It's going to be weird if you're broken up. Yeah. So it's like, you might as well just go for it. And if it ends, end it amicably. Is that the right word? How do you say that? End it, you know, in a in a good way, hopefully, civilly, so that you guys can still be friends. And don't give it too much energy after that. It's like, okay, moving on. Now I am continuing to live my life. Nothing will ever, you guys have already kissed. So it's like. You've already crossed that line, right? Didn't she say they've kissed a few times? So you've already crossed the line. So now it's actually awkward already if you end it. So I would just keep going further until like, you know, keep dating. Well, and and when it comes to what you were saying about like the difference between a gut feeling and anxiety, I saw something again on Instagram that was like, anxiety is a what if feeling. It's Mm -hmm. like, what if this happens? What if this? And a gut feeling is just a knowing feeling. There's a lot of things in our lives that cause us to have anxiety about future things, especially if we've experienced it in the past. So maybe if it's like, I've been in a relationship where I, you know, I ruined a friendship and I don't want that to happen again kind of thing. Then we're thinking, what if this happens? What if this happens? So if you're just thinking, because you did kind of ask like, what if I do this? And what if I do this? 
try and just be present more often and like, you know, sit, do some yoga, follow meditation and just kind of like be with yourself and don't think about it and just be present. I promise you're going to have a lot more clarity of like what's the best thing to do for yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. Um, you you know in, in your heart of hearts. That's the thing. We all deep down know yeah. it's good for us. And even though that's sometimes hard in the moment, it's first of all, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay yeah. to date him and then be like, ooh, I actually don't like you anymore. It's like, okay. That's fine. You live and you learn. That's dating. That's dating. That's what that's what it's all about. Okay. That's going to be it. Yeah, that was our, good. That was really I'm good. Like, wow. We're so smart. <laughs> I am excited to keep doing these. Yeah. I feel like it's a good constant. So like we said at the beginning, if you guys have a situation that you want advice on, email us at hello at what we said podcast.com. And we may read your your story on the podcast. We'll always keep them anonymous. Thank you guys so much for writing in because you guys make these episodes possible for us. And I want to say before we end this that if you write in, we're not judging you guys. Any no. of the ones we just read, we don't judge you guys. We're just giving our honest, you know, we don't know you guys personally. So we don't have our outside perspective, okay? So what, don't take everything that we say as the absolute Bible truth. And if we're like, drop him and you're like, wait, he's actually the best guy. It's like, yeah, okay. we didn't have that context. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going off what we, what you write in about. Yes. Okay. Have a great weekend. We love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Goodbye. <laughs>